Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. What? The Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor and nobody? No! Somebody, me, Lee Gerstman, why aren't I on that thing? I want recognition! How are you? I'm doing good. What are you doing? I'm, um, I'm doing good. Cool. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> You're doing good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm doing good by I'll, I'll, I'll make a joke I'm doing good by staying away from the public I'm kidding <laughs> Alright I'm recording this Hey welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast <laughs> And that was Lee What's up Lee <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm doing good Staying away I'm from people I'm doing good by <laughs> staying away from people That's not my choice But that's the choice that someone in a blue uniform Um who's very insistive on being very direct with me suggested were you in the college again um i didn't get that far oh god uh it's probably because of covid dude it's 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 more like um when i go outside they look at the um paper posted and sing yep that's him okay buddy and i go okay okay and i go back inside oh shit they have a picture of you saying keep this man off the campus no they, they have a picture <laughs> of me saying um don't let him go anywhere oh shit that's like <laughs> that's like me when i stole batteries at uh alpha beta years ago in the 80s uh they took my picture, hung it on the wall. Oh, I didn't go wow. back in that store for another five years. I was so fucking embarrassed. By the way, I'm kidding with you all. I uh, was worried you thought I was being serious. Ah, uh, shit. But I could have seen that, though, because you're in New York, actually, dude. They're, actually, they're, they, they like me there. They're, well, they're like, um, um, please stay. Well, if nobody... Dude, if people don't like you, they don't like people. I don't like yeah. I don't like people, but I like you. <laughs> hey, well, I like that because I I never really thought of myself as a person. I always thought of myself as a a wonderful opinion in human form. <laughs> uh, God, man, this is hilarious. Uh, Mike <laughs> Lee, you've been making a lot of killer songs on your YouTube page. Check them out at uh, Lee. Uh, right on Grishman.com. Uh, YouTube. <laughs> I'm trying to say your name yeah. fast because I keep saying fucking hey, ch. Hey, it, it sounds okay. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a guy. He, he was in our school. Um, his name was um Jim Aziano, and and he would call me Gershi, and I thought that was cool because it was just, you know, just him being fun. He he looked kind of like Alex Van Halen, you know. And, and, and he was kind of like a fun, joking guy, you know? And um, 
I like them. That's cool, man. You know, I um, I uploaded our podcast last week with the Limp Biscuit thing, and we got some good downloads from that. Uh, thank you, uh, Nate oh. Atchison and AKA uh, Bushy. Uh, but when I shared it into a rock group called Rockers, some guy goes, ooh, I like Limp Biscuit," And then some hours later, he goes, this podcast sucks. All they were talking about is the way the guy couldn't pronounce the Tor. Huh. <laughs> and I go, I was going to go thank you for listening. But then I said, you know, fuck this guy. I don't want no negative press on our podcast. And so I deleted the post and then reposted it. <laughs> Hey, that's your right. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't want people to go, oh, we're not going to listen to this because this guy said it sucked. You know, always listen yeah. to things that people say suck because it might not suck to you. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, um, what I find is if someone's doing an album review of an album that I don't like, I sometimes will listen to the review hoping that I can hear some criticism from the people on it. But then if all I get is a love fest, then I usually am like, I don't want to hear any more, you know? And, and I usually don't post anything about it because I don't want to give publicity to people who like everything. Yeah. You know? We were talking about that yesterday on the because I was asking people, should we review this? Should we review that? And yeah. he said, you always pick albums everybody knows. I go, yeah, but you always pick album nobody knows. So I'm like giving the well, nose, yeah. the nose, and you're giving the people don't know the don't knows. You know. So. I, I, it, it works, but but my my point was that um, it's like I, I felt like saying. That you picked albums that, that with 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 one album that you picked, I love that album and I've been listening to it a lot and I did a review on it. So if I do a review on it, all I'm going to keep saying is I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. And what, what's the point of that? Okay, I, maybe I should pick uh, like Theater of Pain. Oh, we did Theater of Pain. Uh, uh, fuck! I'm trying to think. What? Uh, why don't we? Why don't? Do well, uh, why don't we do the one album they did with the uh, fucking the one uh, Randy Castillo on drums? <laughs> um, which one is that? Is that the Saints of Los Angeles? No, no. The I like Saints of Los Angeles. I like that al the album with Randy Castillo on it. Uh, they have the ba the song "Last Band on the Moon" on there that Ralph always makes fun is of. That, is is that like um? Tattoo? Yeah, tattoo. Something. New tattoo. Oh, no, no, no. no. Um, let's let's do the other one that, 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 that I said not to. Let's do that. Please. Or, or we could do Saints of Los Angeles. Oh, God, no. Either, <laughs> no okay, let's, let's, let's do the one that, that you picked. Well, if you hate both of those albums, that's awesome because I like most of it. Oh, God. God. <laughs> no. But people like to hear Motley Crue hate, man. They love it. It's like makes them laugh. Johnny Vogan will listen to it. <laughs> well, oh boy. Oh, whoopee. Hey, Johnny Vogan rules, man. IPA is forever, brother. If you're listening. Oh, man. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm just uh, let's just get into this podcast, man. I'm gonna piss you off. So, <laughs> uh, well, hey, you know, um, um, I already went to the bathroom, so I won't be doing any more of that. But maybe mentally, I might. Uh, you picked one of my favorite bands, and actually, yeah. I've never heard this album until you picked it. Chicago Three released <laughs> released yeah. in January eleventh, nineteen seventy one. It's uh, their third studio album. And it's a double album of new studio material in less than two years. Uh, so, let's not get into all the Wikipedia shit. I just want to tell you the year <laughs> it came out and shit. So, Lee, why did you pick this album? Well, okay. Um, I'll give you the very short version of a longer answer. I got all of the albums... Um, from the first all the way up to 11 with Terry Kath. And um, I was kind of a Chicago completist. I um, Maybe the only albums that I didn't get from them might have been their 13th and maybe their 15th was, was a greatest hit and maybe the 18th. I stopped after the 19th, which I stopped because... They had gotten rid of Peter Cetera on the 18th album, and the 19th album, I thought they they figured that Peter Cetera was like a bad link, and that if they got rid of him, they would get better. I thought he what left. What they didn't... What... Ah, I'm sorry. It was, it, it, it was a weird situation where he did leave because they were making it hard for him to want to stay. But he really would not have wanted to leave if they hadn't been mean to him. So, so it's it's a little bit of both. But, but what they didn't realize was the stuff that he did was their good stuff. And once they got rid of him, they completely sucked. And um, so then, of course, later they did better stuff. But. Um, their, their 19th album is like, if you remember that Michael Stanley album that we both didn't like. Yeah. Imagine a slower version of that with songs that sounded more like John Tesh. Okay. And you get the idea. But anyway, um, so that was But Satara's last album was 17, so what about 18? <clears throat> oh, oh, okay, oh! Yeah, I, I, I hadn't heard 18, so I don't know how good it was. That 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 was the one that I didn't get, but I know that 19 I didn't like. Well, but you, anyway... You need to go listen to that, and, and next week tell us if you like it. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, but anyway, so um, what happens was... So I had all their albums, and they're all a little bit different. And when it came time to pick an album for Chicago... There were about three or four different choices I could have picked, and it depended upon whether or not um, you might be willing to get into the really weird, or, or, or the not as weird, or whatever. And I decided, you know what? This album, even though it was a big seller, for some weird reason, I didn't know it. But that doesn't mean that people really know it, because it's one of their obscure albums and it's 
really strange. And I... It's really strange you know that you call an obscure album that reached number two on the U.S. Billboard charts. But you're yeah. right. You're right. Because I didn't know this. There's not one song on here that's on their Greatest Hits albums, Volume 1 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're right. And, 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 and so, it's an obscure and so I, number two yeah. album in the country, but nobody knows it. All right, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they bought it, but then they put it away in their cabinet and didn't hear it. Kind of like that. I've done that. But I... Yeah, I, I, I heard it, though, and I I even had their Chicago 4, which was at Carnegie Hall, a four-album set, which which I think is good, but reviewing a four-album set might be a bit long, but, but anyway, the, the whole thing is, I thought, you know what, let's do this album, because it's at least interesting. I'm not necessarily going to know what you think about each song, but I would assume that you at least thought it was unique. Yeah. If that's correct. It, yeah. You said it was weird, and I agree with you. This yeah. is the, one of the weirdest albums I heard by a band that I love that I never heard this album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going, yeah. fuck, Chicago did some fucking very experimental shit. <laughs> yeah. But it did yeah. hit number two on the Billboard Top 200. So I'm like, I never, none of these songs are on. I have the Chicago's Greatest Hits 1 and 2. I got a Chicago, like Chicago and Vinyl. I But I don't have, I never heard this fucking one. And I love Chicago. So, yeah, this, this was, um, I'll tell you this. I went to different thrift stores and I found all of their albums at thrift stores including the Carnegie Hall it cost me four dollars to buy it because it was in a thrift store where it's one dollar for each album so a four album set only four dollars you know hey I got the so, kiss yeah. solo albums on CD for a dollar each so I spent four dollars for all four <laughs> that's fucking cool and they weren't even opened <laughs> I was like, that yeah. is fucking right on cool man and i only like two of the albums jeans and fucking aces <laughs> huh i liked one of the ones you mentioned and the other one i don't much <laughs> so i'm like but chicago you were talking about peter satara how when he yeah. left the band went to crap but you haven't heard 18 yet and you haven't heard anything after 19 <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. But you're right. but most of these songs on this album, Peter Cetera had one, two. He wrote two songs. Yeah, but I mean, that's the weird thing. Is like people, including the band members, they thought that he was taking over the band. He never took over the band. Well, even in Chicago Seventeen. He might have written three songs as opposed to one or two, but, you know, they were weirded out because his stuff got popular and he did videos, but he was never a guy who was taking over the band. It would be like if the Rolling Stones said the reason why we got rid of Bill Wyman was because he wanted to take over the band. <laughs> it's like, uh, no. Well, he, he was becoming more of an equal player. 
but yeah. It probably he, would have been Lamb because Lamb is all over this album. He wrote most of the songs. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, he he. Um, yeah. But but with Satara, I I heard stories and heard podcasts about him and David Foster were putting Satara songs ahead of the other band's members on Seventeen. That's why they were getting pissed off because Satara's songs were getting, right. were getting liked more by their producer David Foster than their songs. Okay, but if you look at the song list, he still didn't write everything. That's true. He was still he, he he was still an equal player. But the group they they got rid of Satera and they got rid of Danny Serafine, who both of them were responsible for bringing the group out of um almost a dead group and bring them back to life on the charts. So they got rid of to the people who helped them because they were like Danny Serafine said the reason why Robert Lamb wasn't writing much or doing much on Chicago 16 except for one song was because he was in rehab and he wasn't on the album and that's not something that I would have known but but then when he got out of rehab I guess they they looked at the fact that Danny Serafine was handling their business stuff when they were all being doped up and stuff because they were in grief over Terry Kath and other things. But it's 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 a whole long thing. So um, it's it's not something that I, I I know enough to keep talking for an hour about. But I would just say, yeah, the 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 group kind of we're getting like weird but yeah that's 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 for another episode if we want to talk about the history of chicago's weirdness we could do that uh but let's get it <laughs> let's get into this album chicago okay Three. we get into the first song yeah. sing a mean tune kid what'd you think about this one definitely not a compromising song and a lot of it isn't even tuneful. It's a twisted, weird blues jam that continues its weird course and doesn't let up. I have to respect it. It might still be a song I think is a bit out there, but a part of me likes when songs get odd like this. It's a challenge, but a challenge worth taking. Yeah, Peter Cetera sang lead on this one. Um... This starts <laughs> off all funky and jazzy with some soul, and then R&B. This rules, and Terry goes off on the fucking guitar. This is a fucking jam session song. I fucking loved it. Fucking right killer, on. man. And then we get to the next track, which you picked. Loneliness is just a word on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Let me tell how bad it's been since you've been gone. Let me tell how bad it's been since you've been gone. Let me tell how bad it's been since you've been gone. Let me tell how bad it's been since you've been gone. Let me tell how bad it's been since you've been gone. Let me tell how bad it's
moving on. People's feet, but I don't care. Things all around seem so unclear. I don't know what could become of the love you turned off. What could become of the need you turned off? Loneliness is just a word. So I've been told, loneliness becomes a world that's very cold. People stare, but they don't see all of the hurt that's inside of me. I don't know. That was lonely. Loneliness is just a word. Why'd you pick this track, Lee? Oh, this is one of my favorite songs on the album. I like the jazz groove to it, and I think it's quite cool. It's jazzier than a lot of the stuff they did previously. I give it two thumbs up. And it's funny because I don't know the fucking jazz from the front of my hand. But fuck, I could tell this is <laughs> fucking jazz. It has some jazzy vocals in it. Um, the organ and the bass are fucking jamming. Loving it. This rocks, man. Oh, fuck. Love this fucking... <laughs> love this fucking song. Right on, man. And Terry Kath sang lead vocals on there. Very great voice, man. Fucking what a loss yeah. of him, man. Shooting himself yeah. in the foot. Fucking sucks. And then we, yeah. then we get to the next song. What else can I say? What'd you think about this one? It's a normal song on the album, but a good one. I like its country rock feel, and I'm thinking it ought to be more well-known. It's great. It's yeah. one I almost picked, but because, um, you know, I could only pick three, I, I decided not to pick this one. But if people want to hear it, go to Chicago and say, what else can I say, and listen to it. Yeah, man. Uh, I was just looking at the song titles and then I saw this little thing about the artwork and pa uh, packaging. I have to say something about this because it's awesome. All right. the, the album cover design is the tattered flag on the band's website. Included with the album was a poster of the band dressed in uniforms of America's War standing in front 
of a field of crosses representing those who had died on still in the still ongoing Vietnam War. It also gave a number of casualties from each war up until the time of the album's release. That's fucking cool. <laughs> like, in fact, I think that when I got the album, even though I got it in a thrift store, it had the poster in it. Nice. And what else can I say? This is a change up from the first two songs. It's really good. And come on, it's Peter Cetera on vocals. Good song yeah. with a good groove. Love Peter's voice as always. This song rocks. I love it. Right on. And then we get to the next song, I Don't Want Your Money. What would you think about this one, Lee? It's a cool blues, and I like it. But it seems basic. Like the band could have made it more interesting. The words are basic blues words. Still, it's decent. I do like it, but it could have been a little bit better. Yeah, but then you got Terry coming in and tearing up the shit on the guitar. Oh, I fuck, know. Fuck this ruled. This song fucking rocks. Right on. Go buy this album, man. The first After the f first four songs, this album is worth buying it. Fucking, But I love Chicago anywho. <laughs> it's fucking great. Right I love on. it. That's, and that's then right. if you have a vinyl, you flip it. This is a two-album set, so we go to side two. And then we the whole side is uh -huh. a suite called Travel Suite. What did you think about this one, Lee? Yeah, well, did you only um, review it as one whole travel suite? Yes, I did, because that's the way it was played, I think. Wasn't it? Okay. Or, oh, wait, and, wait, and, wait. And, let, let me look on my... There, there were, there were look, band songs on it. Let me look at... You can do whatever you want. Let me see what I did, because I went track by track the way Amazon listed it. So because I need, um, when I asked you earlier... I think I went 23 we songs... I went 23 songs, okay. so it has to be okay. each song individually. Let's see. Okay, because otherwise you would you would be I lost. talking about seven or eight songs, and then after that you would go, what are these other songs okay. that I wrote? About? Okay, I went track by track in the travel suite, so we're good. Okay, that's cool. So it goes to track six, so I'm going to talk about everything to track six on this. Go ahead. All right, so um, the Flight? first one is... Flight 602. And I like this song. I like the country edge to it and the harmonies, which are a lot like Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I think it's a good song that is short, but to the point and well done. All right. Yeah, I agreed with you on the Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I said this is like a Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Really folky, but it works, and I like the song. And then we get right to on. Motorboat to Mars, which is a drum solo by Danny. What do you think about this? Yeah, it's a cool drum solo. It's somewhat oddly placed. I think it would have worked better later in the album, but I still think it's a good solo. Is it a good song? Not so much, but as a solo, I dig it. I agree with you on everything you said. Danny rules, and it's a cool so drum solo track. Kicks ass. And then we get Why to on? Free. What would you think of Free? It's a little shorter than it needed to be, but it still packs a punch and is very enjoyable. This is one of the best tracks on the album. Weird transition to the song from the drum solo, but man, this song is fucking groovy as fuck. Look, it, killer harmonies and the band is going off. The horns fucking rule on this song. Love it. All right. right and then we get to part four of the travel suite, which is free country. What'd you think about this one? This is like avant-garde classical and jazz and done really well 
I did this and wish they had done more songs like this. Piano and flute comes in. I'm bored. Where's my fucking pillow? This is weird. Wow. Wow, Lee, you didn't lie when you said this was a weird album, man. <laughs> I was like... I hear you. I go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Track is skippable. <laughs> it's horrible. I hear you. And then we get At the Sunrise, part five of the Travel Suite. What'd you think of this one? It's a decent song. It's very much a deep cut. Hardly anyone knows the song, I would imagine. It works in context with the suite, but I think it would also work as a song on its own. I like some other songs on here as well that could have been single songs instead of on a suite, but it's okay if they wanted to do it this way. Yeah, um, and uh, Lamb and Satara sang lead on this, and uh, Kath sang lead on free. Uh, woo! This sounds way better than Free Country. I think they're on okay. some acid on this track. But now this is the Chicago I love. This rules. I love this song. Okay. Fucking great. And we get well, to Walter Perizader co-wrote Free Country. And most of the stuff that he co-wrote, which was very few songs, were trippy. Yeah, I think he's on some huge acid. But uh, then we get to the last part of Travel Suite uh, uh, 6. Happy because I'm going home. What'd you think of this one? It's really nothing more than a jam, but it's a happy jam and I like it. It has kind of a folk and jazz feel to it. And I think it's a good song to kick back to when someone's feeling mellow and wants to relax. Yeah, because all the vocals is la 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 la, la yeah. la la la, <laughs> la 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 la. And it's Lamb and Satara going la 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 la. But. Yeah. It's got a cool, it's cool acoustic guitar going on. I like it. It's simple. It's relaxing in a good way. And it's a good toe tapper. And the flute yeah. sounds amazing. And Danny is fucking tearing it up on the skins. Yeah, right on. I liked it. And then we flip this over to side three. And we get to Mother. What do you think about this one? It's a good song and a bit complex musically. The horn section is jamming. And this song showcases a lot of how hot Chicago are when they're in the groove. I dig it. And this was Lamb on vocals. And cool intro with the bass and organ. Love the horns and the flow of this song. It goes into a lot of different directions, but it works and it jams. This is yeah. like this is like jazz here. And I don't fucking know jazz, but I think Sting got me into the jazz right. shit because of his first two solo albums so i kind of yeah. understand jazz because of sting thank you sting because now i could talk That's to lee cool. about jazz um yeah I, you're 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 starting to get a little bit more jazzy i can say <laughs> i'm going to go to my friend and we're going to have some jazz and they're going to go oh uh, what do you mean and go shut up see ya <laughs> well at least i'm not giving you the jazz hands uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> but i like the uh the horns are killer the shuffling drums and the bass is killer. I love it. Right on, man. And then we get to the next track, Lowdown, which you picked. So here's Lowdown yeah. by Chicago on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was low down. Why'd you pick this track, Lee? I really like this song a lot. It's a deep cut that nobody really talks about, and it's more normal than some of the songs. So it gets pegged as conventional because of that. But the soulfulness to it and the way the group is really top-notch, it's one of the better songs on the album. Yeah, this is a really cool track with killer horns, and I love Peter Cetera's vocals. He sang lead. Uh, this is I'm just going to say this is written by uh, Cetera, Words and Music, and Seraphine on the words. So they co-wrote yeah. this song. Fucking, yeah. This song jams. I fucking like it. And then we get right to, into another suite of songs called An Hour in the Shower. And then we get into uh, the first part of it, part one, A Hard Rising Without Breakfast. What did you think about this one? Yeah, it's a minute-long song about someone not able to eat Spam because <laughs> he can't find the brand he likes. It's okay, but it's far from being one of the best songs. The vocals are so soulful on this track and the lot and the acoustic guitar sounds killer in the background. It speeds up with a killer driving riff going on. Good song. I liked it. Okay. And then we get to the second part, Off to Work. What did you think of this one? This is really short, but it's one of the best songs off of the album. If it was longer, it could have been even better. And uh Terry Kath wrote and sang all the all all this whole suite. Just to let you guys know, off yeah. to work. Cool, fast-moving song to get you up to get to work and go straight into the next track. And we get to uh, Falling Out. What do you think of this one, Lee? It's all right, but it's not great. And my review of it is about as short as the song is. This is the part of where the, with the vocals and acoustic guitar and it goes into the next track. This is one huge song in different parts into the next track. Yeah, like I said, yeah. it's a sweet. And then we get yeah, into yeah. Dreaming Home. What do you think of this one? It's really not much of a song, but I imagine the Beach Boys could have done a great job of it. I think Terry has some killer R&B vocals on this part, and it's really cool. Then he goes into a spoken word track, which is Morning Blues again. Mm. Oh, um, um, no, that's that's, nah, that's the, the next, next one. one. Okay. Well, yeah. it's it's a yeah. cool song, and then we get into Morning Blues again. What'd you think of that one? It didn't do much for me. The whole thing as one song with different parts also didn't do much for me except for the short part called Off to Work. I, I liked a lot of the parts of this, but it, it's like, I don't know what these guys are trying to be a progressive rock band when they're just a rock rhythm and blues band. And um, I don't know. It's just weird, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I would say... Sometimes Terry Katz's songs are the best songs on the album. For me, personally, on this album, his songs were not the best. And then we get the into... Best, the best guy, there's a certain member of the group who did the best stuff. But we'll get into that. Yeah, so then we get into another suite. Uh, you turn this over to side four of the double album. LG. Give me one minute um, and, and talk for about a few seconds because I'm going to take a couple of quick sips of vodka. Well, we get into LG, which is a suite of six songs. And Lee picked one of these songs. 
one of these parts as one okay, of his tracks. Okay, I'm finished shipping, but... So, L we get into LG, the suite of LG, and we get into the spoken word track, When All the Laughter Dies in Sorrow. Uh, Lamb spoke it, and uh, you said yeah. Kendrew something? I can't say his last name. Yeah, 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 Kendrew Lassilis, I guess. So what do you think about this? It might have been a friend of his, and he decided to do it. Yeah, it's an interesting poem and a good introduction to what the music represents. They could have put an instrument like a flute to it, but it works as strictly spoken word. But I will say when I first heard it, I thought to myself, um, it needs it needs music behind it. Now, I don't necessarily feel it needs it, but I think it could have worked with some sort of musical background, like a flute or something. Kind of like what Lou Reed did with Metallica and Lulu. He said poems and they were playing in the background. That would have yeah. been awesome. And I like yeah. Lulu. <laughs> I fucking, I like it. I don't I know. Do. I don't know why I like it. Everybody hates it. I like it. I think it's fucking weird and cool. But I like weird and cool. That's why I like you, Lee. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That That's the weird thing is like, I try to peg you as far as what you like and don't like. And the thing is, there's some things that you do like that I wouldn't have expected you to like. So you're, you actually are a lot like me in a different way. Yeah, and I think our podcast is way different than everybody else's because we don't stick I, to one like subject. That. We stick. We don't just stick to metal or rock or glam. We go metal, rock, progressive, have, fucking weird shit. I would hate to do something where it's like, like the, like the background, like Ozzy and Harriet music. Like, it's the Mark and Lee show. <laughs> Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Hi, Lee. Ready to be weird? Yes. Let's be weird. Ha 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 ha. And the audience goes, yay. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, that's what I like. Yeah. I like to throw people curveballs and you give me the curveballs. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I like I, it. All I am is a curveball. All right. I don't like this spoken word. I think it's boring. And uh, the rest yeah. of the, the sweet James Pankow wrote, which is the fucking... Uh, what is yeah. he, a fucking trombone player? What the fuck is the trombone player writing all these instrumentals? Because this album <laughs> ends as one big fucking instrumental and go, what the fuck is going on with this album? Fucking, yeah, that, I think this is the worst ending does. to an album of all time. Is huh. this, this LG Suite? I think it's one of the most fantastic endings to an album. Well, let's get to the second part of LG Canon. What did you think of this one? It's somewhat avant-garde classical, and I like it. This is like the musical introduction after the spoken introduction, and it's really cool. Uh, here, comes in with all these horns. Sounds like a movie soundtrack. Kind of boring here. I don't like it. And then uh, we, well, okay. And then we You're get starting to get me a little bit, um, but but I'll, I'll, I'll keep calm for now. And then fuck, dude! I fucking the first four songs. I told people to buy this album, but this fucking Track nine, <laughs> fuck! I'm rethinking my fucking recommendation. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't fucking the Chicago. I know. Pank Cow, fuck! Did he write any good this songs? This isn't the grass that I knew. <laughs> I thought that I was gonna be mellow. Now I'm a coyote <laughs> sipping on moon syrup. Ow! 
Moon syrup. That should be a song. Sipping on moon syrup. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like. I know, but that should be a song. You I'm know sipping. that acid that you gave me. Usually, I thought I was a man sitting in a swimming pool. Now I think I'm a baby artichoke swimming in an orange hair comb. But why the fuck is Pankel writing the end of this album? He also did... Um, he was known to do sidelong stuff. He only wrote one song off of the first album, but that was a 16-minute song that took most of the side. And then on the second album, he did a whole side of stuff. So it's like... Um, Is he still in the band? Like, <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, and, 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 and Michael well, Shreve... Don't write anymore, please. <laughs> Michael Shreve, whoa, whoa. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a tough Chicago guy who's saying, I'll write more just to fuck him up. Excuse <clears> me. <throat> But it's like, <laughs> excuse me, it's like Michael Shreve and Santana. He only wrote one song on Caravanserai, but his song was like a nine-minute song. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like that. All right. But so, here we go. All right, let's get into part three of this this genius pan call. <laughs> Once upon a time, what do you think of this one? This is written in the pre, you know, in the pop mood music site, music style of the late 60s. Excuse me. But I could imagine this being played by a French prog rock band like Contraction with the female vocalist singing or an English vocalist like Mary Hopkins reciting a Shakespeare sonnet to it. I do like this piece. It's a little bit melancholy, but that's the mood being set up in the progression of songs on the suite. It works well as number three. Dragon and fucking flutey, oh. flutey, flute, flute, flute. What the fuck? Flute. Fucking who plays the flute in this fucking Walter fucking whatever, dude. Stop playing the fucking flute and stick to the saxophone. You ain't fucking Jethro Tall or fucking Ann Wilson apart. You don't make the flute sound fucking amazing to me. But you did play some flute in some one of these songs that was fucking pretty cool. But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of digging what you're saying because I'm getting totally drunk and I'm almost, almost agreeing with you, but I'm not quite. Flutey, flute, flute, flute. Fuck this flute, flute shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's get to progress. Yay! And but ah, Lee, I love it. But Lee picked progress, so... Yeah, I love it. Let's progress on getting this oh. album done with. Uh, here's Progress by Chicago oh. on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, progress. Why'd you pick this part of the suite, Lee? This is one of the best songs on the album. It's my favorite other than another song. It might have been influenced by John Coltrane's Ascension. If so, it's a pretty brave move for a band like this, but with the sound effects. It's like a sound movie where you can imagine seeing the workers and the jobs they're doing and all of that. It's really good. <laughs> Lee, <Yeah. laughs> I let my wife listen to this this part of this song. Does she only agree with you because she's married to no, you? No, I didn't even tell her that I didn't like it. I said, what do you think of this? So are you the smarter one of the family? I don't think so. I think she Sorry. is. Sorry. Uh, oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just But she gave, me a she gave me a line that I had to put in the review. This sounds like huh? beat. Bees on crack. <laughs> Bees on crack. <laughs> um, did she only listen to Chelsea Morning by Joni Mitchell and nothing else? No, but I agree with her. It sounds like fucking, what the fuck are they I'm doing? Sorry. They're making all these weird noises. Has at no least if she's going to be insulting, at least... Say more than just one line. I'm no, well, I'm kidding. She so gave me his. I I like that. Bees on crack. It fucking busted me up when she said that. Ooh. And then I added, and then they yeah. flushed the toilet at the end. This is where the track belongs. I fucking hate <laughs> it. It's a piece. It's a piece of shit. I took and it fucking. I flushed it down the toilet. I'm done with that song. I'm I'm gonna take another couple of sips, and then and so so. Please, you know, talk for a, about 10 more seconds, and then I'll tell you when I'm ready. Fucking, I flushed this shit down the toilet so hard, man, it fucking clogged it. So bad. <laughs> All a, right, I'm ready. I had to fucking get out the fucking thing to push it down. So bad. Ah, and then we get to the whoa. fifth part of this this fucking... Fuck, why, could, why didn't they end this album fucking... Fucking, uh... The fucking lowdown fucking shit. The hour in the shower would have been fucking way better than LG. My God. Oh. Fucking Pankoff. Let's stop writing, dude. It's fucking boring. He's, he's the... He's... His stuff is the best stuff. I like Lamb and Satara and Cat stuff way better. I like I like Satara's better. I, I don't like Lamb's as much or Cat's as much on that album. So what do you think of part five, Approaching the Storm? Oh. Oh. Um. Okay. This makes me think of a reference point to Noah's Ark, but the music is really a great kick-ass jam. It might not be as substantial as James Penkow's song Liberation off of Chicago's first album, but in the context of this suite, this and the other songs on side four make this the best musical side of the album overall, except for a couple of Peter Cetera songs, which I think are great. So except they're in a totally different style. This gets my thumbs up. So why did why did you pick progress when it wasn't actually a song it was just noises and shit going on? It's, but it's it, it has a whole lot of great weird saxophone stuff. Have you ever heard John Coltrane's Ascension? 
probably years ago. I don't remember it though. It's 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 like seven different horn players going off at one time. Okay. And so and so I thought bees on crack. Yeah, it makes this sense. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, but you should have picked this one cuz I like approaching the storm. Um this is a If you want we'll do a make Mark happy. You can decide and we can do this instead because I also wanted to pick this. So if you want please you can pick approaching the approaching storm instead of progress. The and I'm totally the fine approaching with it storm. Because no, I'm fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick progress because I want people to see if it sounds like bees on crack. I want I want people to get on our fucking podcast and say, yeah, that does sound like bees on crack. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna okay. keep that. I'm gonna keep that. But the approaching That's storm. Cool. Okay, this one is groovy. A real toe tapper. Great rhythm. Guitar going on. Killer track, way better than Progress, which I just told you, uh, which went nowhere for me. This is a jam, and it goes somewhere. I like it. Okay. And then we end the suite and the album with Man versus Man, the end. What do you think of this one? I like it a lot, and it's like avant-garde classical music, but I feel it could have been worked into a piece on its own instead of a quick tidying up of the suite. But I won't fault it. The whole suite is great. And this song is pretty good. Yeah, this was good. And it just ended this track before it. So it was one. the last two were kind of a big track for me. So I liked it. And I'm happy, yeah, right I'm, I'm happy that I liked two out of the suite of LG. And the rest could go yeah. fuck off. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? I'm, that, 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 that means that instead of me kissing five fingers, I'll only kiss two. So I liked uh, side one, side two, most of side three, and a little bit of side four. So I give this That's album cool. I give this album a six out of ten. Hey, you know what? I'm okay with that. Yep. So that was Chicago 3, which is pretty cool. And I still suggest you go buy it, uh, get it, because Chicago yeah. rules. Uh, that's a great yeah. album. Go check it out. Satara rules. The band is on fire. Danny Surfing is a great drummer. Uh, Peter Satara, underrated bass player, because you listen to some bass parts on this album. It's fucking amazing. Um, yeah. And Terry Kath, what a loss. Great guitar player. Jimi Hendrix loved him. Uh, that, should, that should tell you all you need to know how good he was. So that was Chicago right 3, and then we get to our tracks of the week. And, I uh, do want to say I really thank you for doing this album because this is an album that nobody else would do. I mean, I mean, it, it's one of many, 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 many albums that were on my shelf in my mind to pick, and and, and the fact that I finally got around to it, I, 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 even if you didn't like all of it, I would find that some songs you liked, I didn't like as much. And and so we, we, we had differing opinions, but hey, I'm still glad that we, we did it and, and I wanna thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, dude. I love Chicago, so when you gave me a list yeah. of albums that you wanted to pick, I picked Chicago. And then you asked yeah. me two albums and I, I said, well, Let's pick the weird one. Even yeah. though, I like <laughs> most of it, which is cool. I'll just Fucking yeah, fucking Pancal, dude. Fuck, dude. You've ruined a yeah, good it, album. It's for me. like it's like saying 
I like the party and I like the conversation and I like the blues, but I did no, I, and I like the booze, but I didn't like vomiting at um, after afterwards, kind of like that, you know, yeah. like everything up till the vomit was good. I'm All right, and then we get into our tracks of the week. You picked Three Dog Nights, Fire Eater, which is pretty good. Yep, I like them. That was their, that was the song they wrote by the way you told me to pick songs with horns on it because of chicago yeah so i yeah. went i went somewhere way different for you at least oh yeah i went oingo boingo it only makes me laugh <laughs> so i thought that oh, was yeah. cool i have to still hear it I, I i probably know it but i i forget you, you might like it dude the lyrics it goes i don't know why i feel this way to laugh at misfortune <laughs> you know dark, yeah. but it also says darkness can never last too long if you laugh in its face that's cool isn't that fucking like great that. lyric though darkness can never yeah. last too long if you laugh in its face so it's fucking yeah. cool and the harmonies with danny and the rest of the band is so fucking amazing uh and then we get to your track which is always fucking killer never let go Fucking yeah. ama amazing song, Lee. I liked it. Brian, thank you. All right, so that was our review. This is our episode, and you guys need to fucking go subscribe to the Freeform Rock Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, get on our get on our YouTube page where I put up some live concert footage. Lee puts up some music on there. Uh, we make a, a weekly video, which we're going to record after this episode. Uh, yeah. uh, on YouTube, the Freeform Rock Podcast on YouTube. Get out there and check out our check out our friends and uh also uh lee i think we're gonna join the rat salad network of podcast man get more uh play on our shit hmm uh well Who's you know that? wayne dune oh yeah yeah wayne dude he wants us to be part of his network and he'll promote us dude that's fucking awesome does he want us to be um guests on the show or does he just want to Oh, we could be guest on. He'll let us be guest on the show. He came on uh, the Mark and Jerry BS session, so he'll he'll let us come on. He likes us, man. Uh, yeah, that's why he asked. Do you want to be on on on, our, on my network? And I go, fuck, we're gonna get promoted. All we have to do is say, um, hey, we're part of the Rat Salad Network, and this is the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs> that's if, it. if if you want to do that, that's totally fine. If it, hey, man, if you don't want to do it, I fucking cut it off. No, I, no, 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 no. I, I'm just saying, I, I usually don't think about saying stuff like that, because I don't talk about sponsorships. That's up to you. But well, they're not sponsoring cool us. We're it. just going to get, they're going to promote us for free i'm cool so that's that. why i'm fucking cool with it we'll take some promotion our oh, our mate on we're my like lee gersman show i never talk about any other podcast because i don't even talk about my podcast on that hey and also go check out the lee gersman show yeah <laughs> and fucking uh also our brother uh eric rmcp jordan's the Metal Dungeon Podcast, where they talk about everything from wrestling to fucking what gets them off, uh, <laughs> which is mainly yeah. music. So uh, it's not porn, guys. But check them out. And also, uh, the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast and Decibel Geek with Chris and Aaron Camaro and uh, the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. You guys know who's on there. It's fucking Dr. Fucking Wadzilla. Check them out. Fucking Lee is fucking brothers with those two and got to party with them. So fucking jealous. Asshole. Oh, <laughs> probably, 
you 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 might have walked out the door if you really knew what was going on. Oh fuck! If you guys were doing fucking porn, yeah, I probably would have walked out. I don't want to see Bushy's dick. No, <laughs> but but I but I mean, you know, you you're a man, but you're not maybe that man. Enough. And speaking of Bushy, who promotes us on the plug with our brother Metal Mike Tyler from ThatMetalStation.com. Both of them are from ThatMetalStation.com. Check them yeah. out on Earn. Also, check out the plug, music, and more wherever you get your podcast out. Big Bushy, Metal Mike, we love you, brothers. We love you, Chris and Aaron. We love you, Wadzilla and Dr. Fuck. Ah, oh, shit, I said Wadzilla first. Dr. Fuck's going to have a cow. Ah, oh, shit, he likes his name first. Oh, fuck it, I ain't editing it. So, Lee, you know what to do, man. It's time to say... Bye-bye, every booby. As always, gets interrupted. <laughs> I don't know why I feel this way I don't know if it's right or wrong To laugh at misfortune Darkness can never last too long Every time I think I'm falling There's nobody around to hold me up And it seems like the world has come to an end I look for miles but not a face is friendly
my hand, but then you would never let go. I think it's okay, but I have to go to work. I'm sorry if my being honest sounds like I'm a jerk, but you'll never let go.
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.